This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's up, guys? It's Braden Soprenit. I want to thank you for downloading the latest episode of The Braden Soprenit Show. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at B underscore S-U-R-P. And be sure to tune in every Sunday for The Braden Soprenit Show from 8 to 10 in the morning right here on 97.3 The Fan. Enjoy the show, guys. Morning, San Diego. Time to take your airwaves back from the usual weekend noise with some local sports talk on the Braden Sopranos Show. With the stars that they have signed under contract, you can't just punt on a Manny Machado prime Sports year. radio cater to the ones who call America's finest city home. Braden totally knows his stuff. He's ready for the next step. That guy is good. The Braden Sopranos Show starts now. But I think Braden's what of the up-and-coming young stars in the media game in San Diego. Here's your host, Braden Sir Brennan. What's up, San Diego? Good morning. Good morning on a Sunday. In our normal time slot. I'm Brayden Suprenant. We're going to have a good time on a Sunday morning from 8 to 10. This is the usual time slot I will be in throughout the rest of the year. Next week's going to be a little bit different because we have the Super Bowl. And there's a little bit of changing around over the first month, obviously, because we had pre-stuff to take care of before NFL games. I was out of town last weekend for my college roommate's wedding that was already pre-planned. I was in the wedding, couldn't um, bail out of the wedding to do a a talk show, unfortunately. Um, And then, of course, this weekend, Pro Bowl. Didn't have anything in front for the Pro Bowl, so I got to come on to my normal spot. Next week, we'll be on Saturday from 9 to 11. Time tentative to change. And then once the Super Bowl is over, we'll be back from 8 a.m., to 10 a.m. every single Sunday. It's going to be great leading into Padres baseball, recapping the night before. It's going to be great during the fall when we got Padres baseball, college football, high school football, recap leading into NFL Sunday and Padres baseball. Hopefully we're talking some Padres playoff baseball in October, and I'm going to get to that in just a little bit. But it's going to be great for us to have some local programming. I know we had Rich Herrera on earlier. He used to be... Um, somebody I used to work with, and it's cool listening to Rich leading into my show. But that being said, you know, a lot of national media stuff that doesn't apply to San Diego or doesn't get me as hyped in San Diego. I had a huge basketball game last night at Viejas Arena. The crowd came out in full force, and San Diego State kicked Utah State's ass and a great win for the Aztecs yesterday at Viejas Arena on national television. It might be a thing where they can't play on CBS. Maybe that's maybe that's where it's difficult. But I think it's because of their home the home court advantage is such a huge thing for San Diego State. And they really showed their dominance yesterday against Utah State. Looked really good on all facets of the game. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. But you had a big win like that, and the next thing you do, you're not going to talk about it till Monday. That's where I come in. So again, great, grateful for the opportunity to kind of reset this a little bit after I was off last week, but we're going to have live and local programming each and every Sunday from 8 to 10 right here on 97.3 The Fan. 
I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to even look forward to it a little bit more when it comes to baseball season because then we can really dive into some Padres talk, which has been very, very quiet. Just to kind of recap the week in Padres land, they signed Wandy Peralta. It's not an official signing yet. They haven't officially signed him yet. He's not on the 40-man roster. But, you know, it's only a matter of time. They're dotting I's and crossing T's. He's got to do a physical, all that fun stuff. But another bullpen arm for the San Diego Padres. And aside from maybe a couple of bullpen signings here and there, they have been very, very quiet. They start next week. Pitchers and catchers report next Sunday on Super Bowl Sunday because the Padres and Dodgers start the year in Korea. So they get a little bit early head start on spring training because of the back and forth that they're going to have to have. The Padres are going to have to go through spring training, fly to Korea. They're going to be in Korea Korea for about eight days. They're going to play the Dodgers twice. They're going to come back, try to get their clocks readjusted. Their body clocks readjusted. There'll be some. There'll be some exhibition spring training type games at Petco Park, and then the Padres will face the Giants to get the season started. And old friend Bob Melvin and company is coming to town. So with all of that happening, they get to start a little bit earlier than everybody else, but they're still missing a lot of pieces of this roster. They still don't have a full forty man roster. They got a lot of pitchers. Probably reached their allotment of pitchers. Don't have a center fielder. Don't have a left fielder. Got question marks in certain spots. We heard reports that Manny Machado's thinking he's going to be ready to go for the season to start. That'd be great. He's been working out hard in Miami. And hopefully he's ready to go. But on top of that, hopefully, you Darvish is ready to go and Joe Musgrove is ready to go. You got a nice one, two, three for the San Diego Padres. I mean, Michael King has been talked about as a guy that has ace-type stuff if he stays healthy. Very young pitcher still, but that being said, a nice one, two, three. Bullpen is loaded right now for the Padres. I think the bullpen is loaded. I think it's vintage Padres baseball bullpen where you get to the sixth inning with the lead. That's a victory. At least on paper. They're going to have to put that together during spring training and make sure everybody's ready to go. And it's a double-edged sword because as lights out as that bullpen could potentially be and be a huge asset for this Padres team, you could also run into some problems with the bullpen if you overwork them because you only have three starting pitchers. Remember that in 2019? You had some pretty good outings out of some of the young pitchers, the Eric Lowers of the world. Remember Nick Margavich's had a couple of good starts at the beginning of the season, and they had Matt Strom in the rotation. Chris Paddock looked really good. But the bullpen was really saving them in the first half of that season, and by the time the bullpen ran out of gas and those young arms could not pitch anymore, all of a sudden the bullpen went from an asset to a major liability, and the Padres just crumbled down the stretch. Had some bright spots, obviously, with some young players, but really crumbled down the stretch. So it's a matter of being able to use your bullpen, loading up a lot of arms in that bullpen that are lights-out, high-power arms, while also not burning them out. That's going to be the big player for Mike Schilt. This season, and potentially for seasons to come, as the Padres reset that competitive balance tax, which it sounds like they're going to reset. So we'll talk more about that in the 9 a.m. hour. I put my my sheets all jacked up. I'm so used to jumping on the air at 10, a, 10 in the morning with Annie Nelson each and every day during the midweek. So I had everything down. It's like 10 in the morning to 11, 11 o'clock hour, 10 o'clock hour, but it was really 8 and 9. When I signed up for this, it was a great opportunity. Waking up this morning, it was a little tough. I didn't even do anything. I didn't even go out last night. My family was at a wedding. Congratulations to Jason and Rachel Patel. I had a wedding yesterday. I was not there. I had a lot of different things I had to do. I had USD women's basketball last night on a phenomenal college basketball afternoon. I mean, yesterday's college basketball, if you were a college basketball fan, you must have turned on the TV early in the morning, put on Fox, 
watch UConn and St. John's and went all the way through the evening to Gonzaga and St. Mary's. I mean, we had so many great basketball games yesterday in college basketball. In the middle, I went and worked the USD women's basketball game. They played host to San Francisco. And, you know, good for Cindy Fisher and the USD women's basketball team for snapping an 11-game losing streak to finally get a win after losing 15 of the last 16 games. Just absolutely brutal stretch. To go out and beat the third-best team in the West Coast Conference in standings in the San Francisco Dons and beat them by 11 points. The sigh of relief, the excitement after the game of those girls that have put in so much hard work to finally get a win. It was great to see. It was one of the best things I've seen all all weekend. I got to talk with Cindy Fisher after the fact and in a post game interview. She was so elated about the win. It was like a giant it was like a monkey just fell like off her back for getting the win. So I wanted to give them a shout-out. Shout-out to uh, two of the local teams winning yesterday. Again, we're going to talk about the Aztecs a little bit. You see San Diego took a loss, tough loss to Long Beach State. So they're still they're one game behind Irvine, who knocked off Hawaii yesterday in the Big West standings. It'd be cool for UC San Diego to win the conference in the regular season. They can't do anything postseason. I know they're thinking about trying to pin in in football, but I would imagine that's probably not going to work out for them. Uh, and USD, the USD Toreros went up to Santa Clara and beat down the Santa Clara Broncos, who had had some pretty impressive wins so far this year. And the Toreros getting back on track a little bit. They've won three of the last four. And they've climbed their way up in the West Coast Conference standings after a brutal start to West Coast Conference play. Those are some of the local games. We had some great college basketball games throughout college basketball. Houston and Kansas. TCU, Texas, Baylor, Iowa State, to name some of the Big 12. SEC games were great. Tennessee and Kentucky last night. I mean, you go down the list of, of all the college basketball games. It was a nice little teaser coming up for March. We're still a month away from March Madness, still a month away from, you know, really contested college basketball. But this is the time where it's really heating up in conference play. And San Diego State really sent a message to the rest of the Mountain West Conference that they're still around. Despite three losses already in conference play, they're still around. They're still one of the best teams. They're probably still one of the teams to beat. Because if you want to beat the Aztecs in the regular season, you got to go into Viejas and get a win, and there's not a lot of teams that could do that. That's why they're 11-0 right now at home at Viejas Arena. We got a great show planned today. I want to get the phone lines going. I want to answer your questions in the in the chat. We are streaming on YouTube, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook. Thanks again for starting your morning with us. If you want to jump in on the phone lines, 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973. I want to check some of your comments as much as I can during the show, but I'm also going to do it you know, a little bit off air. It's a one-man band back here uh, as I have taken over the station at 8 in the morning on a beautiful Sunday. A beautiful Sunday morning before the uh, big rainstorm hits. Remember to batten down the hatches uh, tonight and tomorrow. Should be a ton of rain coming San Diego's way. And get yourself prepared for anything that might come its way with the rain. We're going to talk a lot of Padres today. We're going to talk San Diego State basketball when we come back. We're going to talk about you know, the bracketology look of what the local teams look like right now uh, with San Diego State as well as the rest of the college basketball uh, field, just kind of see what's at stake for the Aztecs. We're going to talk about the Pro Bowl. Not really the Pro Bowl, but more so about All-Star games in general. As a kid, I used to love All-Star games. Really love All-Star games. I thought it was super cool. It was great seeing the teams I, you know, wear their own uniforms individually. You know, When it comes to the baseball All-Star game, the Midsummer Classic, to see all the teams in the National League toe the line on on the field, get introduced. You know, hear the fan reactions for some of the te- some of the players of the teams that were rivals of the host site. You know, to see the Padres represented in the All Star Game with the Padre uniform on. I mean, it was kind of a cool thing, and to see the the best of the best all out there. You know, playing, and a lot of them would play very hard, especially in Major League Baseball. I thought their All Star Game was always one of the best. It was cool to see that in the Pro Bowl every year when they would go out to out to Hawaii 
And, you know, they'd have the same jerseys, but they'd all have different helmets. You see the guys playing. And it was it was it was a fun thing to to kind of partake in and a fun thing to watch back when, you know, they would just go out and play. Nowadays, I mean, it's it's and I get it with the NFL. I mean, it, with all the games they make them play in general, and for how beat up their bodies get, and for how big of the collisions are nowadays in the NFL, you know, the Pro Bowl was was already on its last leg before they started the flag football thing. I mean, it's kind of cool. I like I like the flag football kind of mindset, but I, I couldn't watch an entire league of that all year. It just it's it's not that entertaining. It, you know, it's kind of cool for the for the beginning part of the Pro Bowl. You know, you can see the celebrity coaches kind of talk some smack, and they're calling in plays with a walkie-talkie. And you know, the cool part is you get to see some of these guys interact with other players that they don't normally see or or you know hang out with. And you get to see their faces, right? Because they're not wearing helmets and shoulder pads and, and, and uniforms and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it's just not that. It, it's it's cooler to see the skills competition than it is to watch the actual Pro Bowl. Anybody go watch the Pro Bowl today? You know, watch the flag football Pro Bowl? I mean, you started going through the list. I mean, the NBA All-Star game is a waste of everybody's time. I mean, it's a lot of pure athleticism. But it's like a glorified dunk contest. And even the dunk contest isn't as fun because they don't have any of the big guys participate in it. Same thing with like the home run derby. It's a lot of younger kids that want the the big payday now. And Pete Alonso, who treats that like his World Series every year, which is kind of ridiculous. But is it time to get rid of all-star games? It's kind of a cool showcase. I think it's great for kids to see all of the stars in one particular spot. I think it's great for local tourism and everything like that. But there's got to be a better way. Because it doesn't seem like you can play games anymore. So I don't know if I'm going to be tuned in the Pro Bowl. Probably not. And it's kind of interesting with the flag dynamic. And we're going to talk about that a little, little bit. I, I'm not a huge flag football fan as a traditional football you know, coach and player. But I do like the perks of what it does to bring more kids to the game, to bring you know, now girls to the game with girls flag football. CIF has girls flag football now, which is, I think, the coolest thing ever. It gives, you know, ladies an opportunity to go out there and play football. And it definitely is going to grow the game. You could never have tackle football in the Olympics. You could never have it. But they're going to have seven-on-seven flag football in the Olympics. And the NFL is encouraging their athletes to participate in it. That's going to be fun. That almost takes the place of the Pro Bowl in general. Almost like hockey does that with the Olympics when the Olympics roll through every four years and they commit to sending their athletes to the Olympics and you get your all-star game of basically different countries battling it out with Russia and Sweden and Canada, the United States. I mean, that's that's kind of a more entertaining all-star game than anything else. You know, maybe Major League Baseball's all-star game needs to be the World Baseball Classic. I doubt they would ever do something like that in the middle of the season. You'd have to take up a month. But... There's different ways, I think, to do it. And as of right now, the way things are tr- like trending, it might be better just to get rid of the All-Star games in general. Like your opinion on that. 833-288-0973. 833-288-0973. We're going to talk about that more at 830. We're going to get into some college basketball when we come back. Tons of Padres baseball and Major League Baseball news in the 9 o'clock hour. We're just getting started. I'm Braden Soprenit. This is the Braden Soprenit Show live and local on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good Sunday morning, live and local here on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. I'm Brayden Soprenit. This is the Brayden Soprenit Show. We're going to be on each and every Sunday from 8 to 10 in the morning. So set your calendar, set your dates, set your time, set your alarms. Set your alarms in particular. Get up early with us, have a cup of coffee. Let's talk Let's talk some local sports. Let's talk some local sports on the weekend. Something at 97.3. The fan has not had until now. I am uh, grateful for the opportunity to be with all of you this morning. Hopefully we're driving around, you know, maybe filling up on gas for the week. You're heading to Costco, get your supplies for the week. Getting your supplies to handle this rain that's about to come through. Thanks again for starting your Sunday morning with me. If you're on your way to church, whatever, talk some local San Diego sports a little bit more than some of the national stuff. And I want to talk about the San Diego State Aztecs last night. What a great game it was for them at Viejas Arena to go out there and hammer Utah State. There's a couple times where Utah State went on a run early, but San Diego State closed out the first half well by going into halftime at 42-36. They outscored Utah State 39-31 in the second half, cruising to an 81-67 victory against the Aggies in a huge day from Jay Powell. Jay Powell... With 25 minutes played, perfect 5-for-5 from the field, hit two threes, was 4-for-6 from the free throw line, had a couple of those big dunks for the Aztecs, finished with a team high, and tied team high, 16 points yesterday with Jaden Ledee. We all know about Jaden Ledee, and Jaden Ledee needs to be, you know, he is the guy for the Aztecs, played 35 minutes last night, also with 16 points, but... When the Aztecs are really firing all cylinders, they're getting some supporting cast help for Jaden Ledee. You know, Jaden Ledee is the guy that's going to be the go-to player when you need the shot, when you need a good opportunity, especially in tournament play. With everything that he has done during the offseason, what he has accomplished so far this year, and all the award watch lists he is on. But when the Aztecs are playing at their top of their game, aside from the defense that is always very good, for Brian Dutcher and Steve Fisher before that, for their reign as the head coaches here at San Diego State, the offense has always been kind of the struggle, aside from maybe like one player. This Aztec team last season had a bunch of guys that could go out there and contribute. Big reason why they ended up making it to the Final Four and eventually the National Championship. They're going to need a little bit more of that. Last night, you saw it. Yesterday afternoon. Ladee had 16. Jay Powell had 16. Darian Trammell had 12. Micah Parrish had 14. I mean, these are some of the players that are going to help you in the long run, not only for the rest of conference play for the Mountain West Conference, but also in Mountain West Conference tournament play and in March Madness. When you get to the big dance. And speaking of the big dance, the look at it right now for San Diego State. This was going into yesterday. So we'll see what Joe Lenardi and company has to say coming up on Tuesday when he updates the bracket. But as of right now, San Diego State's kind of around a six seed. I bet you they could probably get as high as a four. I don't know if they're going to get anything higher than that just because of you know where they're at in the standings. I think they'd have to win the Mountain West regular season outright uh, and then probably go to the final 
of the Mountain West Conference Tournament, which they're more than capable of doing. I mean, all three losses that they have are all on the road in difficult environments. The high altitude of basically every place that they play, but Colorado State, you know, who needed the win to stay relevant. Boise State that hosted them a couple of Saturdays ago that needed the win to stay relevant. And of course, how difficult it is to play at the pit in New Mexico, who is ranked at the time, who's ranked now at number 19 in the country. And they're going to come back to town later in the season. And I'm sure Viejas is going to be rocking for that. But that being said, as of right now, there is six seed. Projected to play maybe the winner of Seton Hall in Memphis. Again, this is all subject to change. Just kind of giving you the general picture of what the Aztecs are playing for when they play Air Force this week on Tuesday. Uh, and then paired up with Duke and Vermont. I'd love to see San Diego State play Duke. Especially the Duke team we saw last night. San Diego State can hang with those guys. You might be seeing fake Duke in the NCAA tournament that gets a little bit too much recognition for their name. And they're like that number two or three seed that gets eliminated in the first round. That might be an upset special for you if you're filling out a bracket. Based on what we saw at Duke last night. North Carolina is a really good basketball team, but still. Uh, and then, of course, Vermont. I mean, you're going to play one of those automatic qualifier bids as well. Uh, but the Aztecs projected to be in, in Pittsburgh for that, potentially in the East region. I think whatever it comes to when it comes to seeding, I mean, the number in front of the name is cool if it's high enough. But the reality is you want to keep it as close to home as possible, especially with travel. The closer San Diego State can be to San Diego, I think the better. In the first round, host sites are Salt Lake City and Spokane are the closest ones for San Diego State. they got to be in a spot where they could be playing in Salt Lake City and Spokane. And then, if you really want to get greedy, to be in the West region would be a major asset to San Diego State because the Sweet 16 and Elite 8 roll through Los Angeles. They're in the South, too. That's not too bad because Dallas Dallas is the host site for the South. That's not that far of a flight. That's like a a two-and-a-half-hour flight. Done it multiple times. Tons of times. It's a big reason why, even though I keep talking about San Diego State going to the Big 12 and everybody talks about travel, I mean, that's an easy flight for San Diego State to make. It's a lot easier to get into Dallas than it is to get to most cities in the Mountain West Conference, or towns, I should say, for some of the size of these, these cities that they play in. So that's the outlook on... San Diego State, in terms of battling for spots, last four buys, Mississippi State, St. John's, Boise State, Texas A&M. Boise State tried to be the fifth team of the Mountain West Conference to make the NCAA tournament. Again, Mountain West is supposed to get five teams in the NCAA tournament. Their bottom team right now is Boise State, who's tied for first with Utah State in the Mountain West standings. Last four teams in Florida, Seton Hall, Providence, Butler. First four out, Washington State with a big win last night against Washington. And only a half game out of first place behind the Arizona Wildcats, who they already beat, by the way. Uh, Virginia, Gonzaga, Cincinnati are part of the first four out. Next four out, Colorado, Memphis, Oregon, and Villanova. How about Gonzaga potentially not making the NCAA tournament? Could you believe that? I mean, they have one of the most impressive most consistent appearances, consecutive appearances in the NCAA tournament. And they took a loss last night to St. Mary's, who is better than them in in the West Coast Conference. I mean, Gonzaga is like the third best team in their conference this year. But they're, they're potentially outside looking in of the NCAA tournament. That would be a sight to see. It really would. That would be a sight to see. Gonzaga not making the NCAA tournament. In terms of the conference breakdown, nine teams of the Big 12. We're not surprised. The Big 12 conference in basketball is what the SEC thinks they are in football. I mean, it's just a bloodbath every single night in the Big 12. If you haven't watched Big 12 basketball yet, you got to turn it on. It's like vintage ACC basketball. Every game is an absolute battle. You got teams that win two top 10 games in a row, followed by two losses. The teams that are, you know, in the conference that are near the bottom of the standings, followed by two more ranked wins, another unranked loss at home. I mean, it's, it is just a gauntlet of a league. A league that San Diego State should try to get into. I talked about that two weeks ago. I'm not going to spend every Braden Soprano show talking about that, but again, 
for San Diego State to play Houston and Kansas in the same week would be insane. You imagine Via House Arena then? I mean, they got excited for Utah State. You think when Houston comes to town, do you think it's not going to be any different? You think it's going to be any worse? Absolutely not. Mountain West Conference, though, is really good in basketball. They've done an ex- exceptional job. Uh, other local scores, Long Beach State beat UCSD last night, 85-76. USD beat Santa Clara, 70-59. Good for Steve Lavin and company. They've won three of their last four games in the West Coast Conference. Trying to climb with a lot of freshmen. Tough loss for Eric Olin and the UCSD Tritons. They're now 9-2, and which puts them in second place, tied for second place with UC Davis, who they had already beaten, and one game behind UC Irvine. That will be a rematch coming down to Lion Tree Arena on February 24th. Not going to want to miss that one. If you haven't been to UCSD yet for a college basketball game, we all know about Viejas, but if you haven't been to Lion Tree Arena yet, that's the day you're going to have to go. Put February 24th on your calendar right now if you like college basketball because UC Irvine's good. They're a good basketball team. And UC San Diego is the next up-and-coming Big West school that's going to be good in all of sports for years to come because of the resources they have and because of the desirable location they're in. Look at the Big West Conference. All of the UCs and Cal State schools, aside from Fresno and San Diego State and San Jose State, obviously, with the addition of Hawaii, but it's Cal State Northridge and Cal State Bakersfield and UC Davis and going down the list, Long Beach, Santa Barbara, Irvine, UC San Diego, Hawaii. And you start looking at some of these Big West schools in the Big West Conference. Look at the schools that are good year in and year out in every year, every, in every sport. UC Irvine, UC Santa Barbara. What do those schools have in common? Besides the fact that they're blue and gold like every other UC school, and they have the exact same fight song because all the UC schools have the same fight song for some reason. They are by the coast. How much easier is it to recruit players out of high school for UC Santa Barbara and UC Irvine to have them come play baseball or basketball or you know whatever other sports you're thinking about when you're out recruiting the rest of the Big West? Would you rather go play in Bakersfield, California or live in Santa Barbara? Would you rather go to Davis or play at Irvine and live in Newport? Would you rather get stuck in traffic all day long trying to petter around Fullerton? Or would you rather live in La Jolla and go to UC San Diego? The Big West is afraid of UC San Diego. Not this year, but in the next couple years because they're going to be a force in the Big West Conference. And they're already starting to show it. I mean, they've been in they've been in the Big West for only a couple of years now. They're already at the top of the leaderboard in basketball. They won the conference in baseball last year. From a D3 school to a D2 school to now a D1 school. Remarkable turnaround for UC San Diego. And February 24th against UC Irvine is going to be a great basketball game. I would sign up to go to that game as quickly as possible. Put that in your calendar. February 24th. Or a 1 o'clock tip at Lion Tree Arena. It's going to be a good one. Aztec basketball this week, as I mentioned, they're going to play on Tuesday against Air Force. They're going to be at Air Force. They're the worst team in the Mountain West Conference. San Diego State should be able to take care of business against them coming up on their schedule. They got a couple more teams that are obviously going to be tough that are battling for tournament contention. They're going to have to go to Reno, which is going to be a tough game for them, but Nevada has really fallen off since the beginning part of the year. Then they get the two teams that they lost to on the road at home in Colorado State and New Mexico in back-to-back games, a little revenge tour. It's going to be a tough trip to Logan, Utah on February 20th for the Aztecs. But after that, it should be smooth sailing for them till they get to Boise State here on March 8th. San Diego State, huge win last night. We are going to transition into talking about 
whether or not All-Star games are obsolete. And I'm going to talk a little bit about, we had some questions about CIF doing flag football for girls in high school. Yes, they did it last year. It was a great turnout. The double-edged sword of what is the Pro Bowl, what has become, and what the future is of football with some new avenues to play in flag for kids and girls and growing the game. It's an interesting double-edged sword. We're going to get into that and a little bit more when we come back. Braden Suprenant, Braden Suprenant Show, live and local, San Diego Sports Talk Radio on 97.3 The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Brent Show live on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan, live and local on the weekends now. I'll be here every morning on Sunday, every Sunday morning from 8 to 10. This weekend, we are back onto our normal spot. Next weekend, with the Super Bowl, we will be on Saturday. And then the following weekend, we'll be back to 8 to 10. So next weekend will be a Saturday. We'll send out a notification and Kind of promo that, and then after that, you can make it appointment listening each and every Sunday from 8 to 10. Nice little lead-in to Padres pregame on Sunday mornings, a recap of the Padre game the night before, and finally being able to talk about Padres baseball, being able to talk about local colleges, San Diego State, football and basketball, being able to talk some high school football. I mean, so many things that we could talk about on the weekend that happens on a Friday, happens on a Saturday. We can't talk about it till Monday. But now we got that opportunity with the Braden Sopranos show on the weekends. Talking about San Diego State basketball, big win last night, obviously against Utah State. I do want to get into, you know, today is the Pro Bowl. Hooray. Who's excited for the Pro Bowl? Anybody? Bueller? Bueller? No. I'm not excited for the Pro Bowl. I will say that. 
I think the only thing that excited me for the Pro Bowl in years past was everybody wearing different helmets. You know, they kind of like the high school all-star games that they have. Everybody has like the different stickers on their helmets. It's kind of fun. Um, aside from that, there was really no reason to watch the Pro Bowl. Even more so when your team leaves, right? I mean, it's like it's not like I can sit out there and, and hope to see Philip Rivers and Antonio Gates and everybody representing the San Diego Chargers. They've tried so many different ways to try to get people to watch the Pro Bowl, and every way it's just been like, oh, yeah, I'll tune in, and then you either forget or you tune in for about five minutes and go, why am I watching this? I think it's a lot. a lot of it has to do with the fact that the game is meaningless. And I think a lot of people just don't, especially in this day and age. I mean, there's so much content out there. There's so many sports out there. There's so much to do and consume that I feel like you have to have sports or you have to have games that mean something. And some of the biggest talking points about Major League Baseball and the NBA and the NHL is they have so many games, right? I mean, they have so many games throughout the season, which is great. It gives people opportunities to go watch these games. It gives people, you know, cheaper opportunities to be able to watch because of supply and demand. Get a Padre game 10 days in a row at Petco Park. You know, not all of them are going to sell out for 500 bucks a pop. You, know, you can bring your family to base. That's why baseball is so appealing. I mean, there's so many games that you could casually go watch, but at the same time, you get the argument that baseball is boring. Right? Baseball is boring. Young people don't like baseball. It's boring. Let's make up all these different rules to get people to like baseball. That's not the case. It's only boring because in the middle of the season, as much as you can say every game does matter, and it does. I mean, the games at the beginning of the season count just as much as the games at the end of the season. The intensity is not there, and the players know it. Because a couple of at-bats in the middle of June against the Rockies on a Tuesday night is not going to knock them out of the playoffs. Theoretically. Psychologically. It's not going to do that. And so the intensity is down. And the only time you see high intensity in Major League Baseball is for big series during the regular season. Some big-time rivalry series. Two teams battling for first place. You know, Padres-Dodgers. I mean, I remember watching, before the Padres finally started getting a lot better, I remember watching Dodgers-Giants going, this is so cool, I wish Petco Park was like this. Then sure enough, Petco Park did turn into that because winning brings people to the seats. But I think there needs to be some type of meaning for some of these games in order for people to watch them or be interested in them. Aside from a very small population of people that have this diehard love for particular sports. And I would consider myself part of that group for football to an extent. I'm a huge football fan. The Pro Bowl does nothing for me. Absolutely nothing. And the other thing that does nothing for me is the spring football league. And I love football. I think it's great that they're giving guys more opportunity, right, to make an NFL roster at the spring football leagues. I have zero interest. I have no rooting interest in it. Even if San Diego had a team, I'd probably be interested for a little bit. But at the end of the day, it does. there's no stakes. It doesn't matter. People don't, they don't care. That's why minor league sports don't have these huge followings unless they're in towns that it's the only thing to do. So to go back to the Pro Bowl and All-Star Games in general, you're playing for nothing. It's for exhibition. You don't like exhibitions. I mean, in, unless you're in a town in the SEC with an SEC team, and that is your only team, you're not, you're not signing up to go watch a spring game. An exhibition. You go to spring training because it's fun. You can drive around and see a bunch of different teams just kind of play some games. And it's cheap. You can see a bunch of teams, you know, in one day. But it doesn't mean anything. It's not exciting. And the Pro Bowl is the same way. Regardless if it's flag, regardless if you draft the team. I mean, there's so many different elements that the NFL tried to do to get people to watch the Pro Bowl. It's never going to work. Maybe you don't need a game. 
Anybody watch the skills challenge on Thursday? I didn't watch it. I forgot. I forgot it was on. Some of them were pretty cool. I think the precision passing is cool. Hitting the tar. I'd like to try that. It's not good that Dan Orvalski, who hasn't thrown a ball in a long time, is sitting behind a desk at ESPN, outdueled two quarterbacks in that gig. That's not pretty good. But the throwing, the uh, precision passing was cool. You know, best catch is okay. You got high stakes, which you start off with a football in hand. Each player will attempt to catch punts with a jugs machine. Each player that succeeds in catching the football without dropping others will advance the next round, attempt to catch an additional football player who catches the most footballs wins. That's like the Pac-Man Jones from Hard Knocks Challenge. That's kind of fun. They let these guys play golf, too, closer to the pin challenge in golf. I don't know how that is appealing to NFL fans. Dodgeball is kind of fun. Watching professional athletes play other professional sports, or not professional sports, watching professional athletes play schoolyard recess games is actually highly entertaining. I mean, watching them play dodgeball and, and be like kids again is kind of funny. I like the long snapper snapshot game, too. That's kind of fun. Get the long snapper some love. But aside from the skills challenges, I have no interest in the Pro Bowl. If it wasn't for the three-point competition, skills challenges in the NBA, and what used to be the dunk contest, I'd have zero interest in the NBA All-Star game. I mean, the NBA itself doesn't play any defense. You're going to watch the All-Star game where they definitely don't play any. I mean, it's just like, it's a it's a free-for-all dunk. It, it's more of a dunk contest than the actual dunk contest, which is cool for like five minutes. Major League Baseball used to have a great All-Star game. There was intensity. They were playing for something. I think you could be on both sides of the spectrum on this one. I agree that determining the home field advantage for the World Series based on an arbitrary game in the middle of the baseball season played by a bunch of players that aren't necessarily going to be in the World Series is not necessarily the best way to go about things. But that being said, those guys were playing hard for that. There were some great MLB All-Star games before they decided to get rid of that rule. Is it a dumb rule for the World Series sake? Absolutely. Does it raise the stakes and get people to play hard in in the All-Star game? Yeah, it does. I'd say it does. The NHL All-Star game is kind of fun. They do like a tournament. I like that. Divisions play against each other in a three-on-three tournament. To me, that's the only kind of fun one now that's left. But I think you have to be kind of in a hockey for that. And again, at the end of the day, it's like it's just bragging rights that our division is better than yours. But again, it's arbitrary because some divisions kind of coast and others, you know, go really hard. The flag football thing is interesting to me with the NFL. It's a big push for them. Obviously, with everything going on with the concussions and the CTE investigations, and some of that's a little bit blown out of proportion, but a lot of it is is still good research, still being researched. And you have that battle between California and youth football, tackle football, and Governor Gavin Newsom shut it down. He said parents should be allowed to choose, which I agree with. Parents should be allowed to choose whether or not their kid plays a sport or not. But... It's a major push from the National Football League for flag football to try to grow the game because they know the numbers are down throughout high school football. You know, maybe in some states not as much as other states, but they've done a great job of pushing flag football to give kids an opportunity to enjoy the sport that everybody watches on TV and to still be able to play it. And I wouldn't be surprised if they're trying to come up with a flag football league. I don't necessarily know if I'd watch it, but you know they're pushing it very hard. I think them trying to grow the game with flag football in the Olympics is going to be a huge way to try to grow the game internationally. They keep trying to push football to Europe and to Mexico and to you know Asia and all over the place with all these games, these London games, games in Germany, games in Mexico City, games, I mean, there's so many games all over the world right now trying to grow the game. The best way to grow the game is get the youth of those countries to play your sport. Because as much as you want to expand the different teams, the only way you could do that is by adding more talented players, and you got to grow the game in other countries, just like baseball did for a long period of time. 
So I like where they're going with the flag football. I'm going to talk more about that when we come back. And in the next hour, last hour of the show, we got a lot of Padres baseball to discuss. A lot of Padres baseball to discuss. They start in one week. Pitchers and catchers report next Sunday. Will they have a roster in time for that? We'll discuss that and much more. Coming up next, second hour, Braden's Predit Show, San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Thanks again for downloading the episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Make sure to follow me on social media at B underscore S-U-R-P. Subscribe on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to tune in to the Braden Soprentis Show each and every Sunday from 8 to 10 in the morning on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.